0: Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Unstoppable Marketing and Mindset with me MG. This is the final episode for 2023 and we are finishing with a bang. This episode came about as a result of a connection, thank you Jen Bowers who went on a retreat with my guest today and while she was on retreat realized that Leticia and I needed to chat and so after a couple of attempts to jump on zoom we eventually got talking and as soon as we hung up I messaged her on whatsapp straight away to say we need to get on the podcast we need to extend this conversation that we've had beyond ourselves because this conversation is important for everyone to hear. You know if you've been following me for a while that I do take my time to call out the bullshit in the coaching industry and this is what this episode is about this is a mission that Leticia is also on and as a mentor herself in the industry seeing it all the time has been able to build a successful business without the negatively manipulative marketing strategies she's also an author. She's going to talk a little bit about her book and the the conversation just goes in so many incredible directions and will have you feeling empowered, but also give you the awareness that you need to be able to see the bullshit before you buy into it. Because as we know, there are some conniving, convincing bro marketers out there. Let's get into the conversation. Welcome Letitia to the Unstoppable Marketing and Mindset Podcast. Thank you, so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Em. I'm very excited for our conversation. I am too. And the reason this came about was because we just connected online, right? We connected because a mutual connection was able to say, hey, I think you guys have similar values. So then we eventually got onto a call. That took a bit of time for us to get onto a call. And then afterwards I went, we need to have the same conversation on my podcast. (laughs) Here we are. And here we are. And here we are. And I'll get into a little bit about what that conversation is soon. But before we do that, can you please just take a moment to share with everyone that's listening a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Hello, I am Laetitia
1: Andrac. So I am born in the south of France in a very small town. And then I moved to Paris to work as a strategy consultant. After seven years working like a crazy person, traveling around Europe and things like that, I burnt out which we may or may not cover in this podcast and then I moved to Australia with my husband and found a beautiful way of life here and two and a half years ago I launched this business Essential Shift which is all about supporting women in business to grow their business in a way that's truly aligned with their intuition while weaving strategy into it because as a former strategist and visionary strategy is key along with intuition it's not one or the other It's together.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that so much. And now I'd like to ask you, what led you to reach out to me? How did this connection come about? I know the answer, but my audience doesn't.
1: Yes. So I was facilitating a retreat in Nusa. Um, I love to facilitate retreat to do the spiritual work along with the business work, right? Like the hard work, both are inner work. So we were doing this retreat and one of the attendees, shout out to you, Jen Bauer, was like, oh my gosh, the thing you're talking about in how you know business is actually a long-term game, how we need to leverage technology and at the same time leverage our own intuition, da da da, and how you're calling out the bullshit in the industry. Sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to swear. swear as much like <laughs> with my accent, maybe people will not realize I'm swearing Sounds
0: even like a fancy swear word, I love it. <laughs> It's like when you swear in French, you
1: feel like you're not swearing. But um, I was calling out the bullshit that exists in the online world around making seven figure in five minutes. It's like, oh my gosh, you need to connect with them. And that's how it started. I reached out to you. We started chatting in the DMs and then we scheduled a time to catch up. Our life got busy. And here we are <laughs> a few months later.
0: I know, and it's funny how quickly that then happened after we finally got on Zoom. Now, here we are within, is it the same week? I don't even know. It's pretty it much the, the same week. week. It is the same week to um, so now have this conversation, and and I know that people who already know me and listen to my podcast will know that what you just said are things that I talk about a lot, and particularly the, the bullshit that happens in marketing and coaching and in a lot of industries, but particularly the industry that we're in with helping women in business. And so I want to ask you about how you came to that view. Like what has been your experience for you to go, I want to call out this bullshit.
1: Yes. So when I was at that retreat, I was developing my campaign, which I just finished rolling out, which is called seven figure flipped. And we can explain what it means, but like flipping the narrative around the seven figure pressure in your business and so on. And actually this campaign, which I was talking about during the retreat, came to life at the end of last uh, financial year. So we are on June to June. We're based in Australia as we record this. So it came to me at the end of June as I was reflecting on my own business, how I grew, how things happened, but also how I got into some manipulative marketing strategy and I ended up buying some programs from people who were not actually what they said they would deliver, or what they said they would do. And it's just, I got myself like an educated woman with a master degree in entrepreneurship, someone who worked in strategy consulting. Who, like I feel so ashamed admitting that, like investing in startup, helping startup grow and so on. I found myself going down the rabbit hole of investing with people who promised me a seven figure in a few months. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if I got down that path, mm. I need to speak up because I don't want anyone else to go down that path because I know it's not possible yet. i freaking invested in that. So I really wanted to basically educate my audience, call out the bullshit and vulnerably share that it happens to me. I shared it on my podcast. First time I'm sharing it outside of my own podcast. So Thank you for the platform, M. But um, yeah, really vulnerably saying, hey, you know what? Let's have some self-compassion and let's take our own, own responsibility. And if this happens to you, just use this as a way to educate others to make sure that no one else gets trapped in the same bullshit that you got trapped into.
0: Yes. And I think it's important to note that you are an educated person. You have been in business for, you know, you've worked for high-level businesses for a long time and yet yeah. it was still something that was able to manipulate you. And imagine the vulnerable people that are being manipulated or it it just, it breaks my heart. Some of the stories that I have heard, have you heard those stories as well now that you've been sharing your own?
1: Yes, I have heard a lot of those stories and I am now, uh, you know, kind of sending them to a friend of mine. We're starting to write a book about this. So it's like really, um, Beautiful to hear, like, to open this conversation, open this safe space, and this sacred space. And unfortunately, it's more than one out of 10 entrepreneurs who've been down this rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And I think as soon as we open this conversation, we just create this safe space for everyone else to open up. And it's okay, like, we all make mistakes, we've all made a bad investment in our life, we've all had. A toxic relationship I guess we all have you know friendships that didn't work out lover relationships that didn't work out so I think it's all about uh breaking down breaking out like not keeping the taboo and and opening up our doors for conversation like this to happen so yeah definitely a lot of people reached out during my seven figure flipped campaign being like thank you for doing that work and thank you for giving a voice to other women for them to share their own story around what is success and it's not about it's not about running a seven-figure business. It's not about being a millionaire. It's not about, it's way beyond a number. It's abundance way beyond a number.
0: And let's talk about that seven-figure flipped campaign yeah. because you've kind of alluded to the purpose of it, but what was what was the flip? You've explained it to me and I'd love for other people to hear it as well because it gives a new perspective, a new way yes. of looking at it.
1: Thank you for that. So I love to play on words, who doesn't, right? And I love that the word figure in English is figure as a silhouette and figure as a number. And I was like, what about we use a seven figure narrative but we flip it and actually the figure is a silhouette. So it's a silhouette of a woman in business. It's like the bigger picture of why she's in business. It's, you know, without the detail of how much money she's making, why is she in business? What is her true definition of success and abundance and really talking about that rather than how much money are you making? Because actually how much money are you making is not even true. You know, even if you're making seven figure, you may be making way less profits than someone who is turning over 50K. So it's all about talking about the truth. And as a woman, our silhouette, and I used to work for Chanel in fashion. So of course, a silhouette is what a woman is. And we all have different silhouettes and they're all beautiful, whatever shape you have.
0: Yes. And it almost brings, not almost, it definitely brings the feminine aspect back yeah. into it because I think the the money-driven goals and marketing is a lot more masculine and it can give you that maybe rush that probably mm-hmm. leads you to buying into a program that you think is going to help you do that. But long-term, that may not actually produce any kind of result. And so I love that you've you've made that a campaign. So make sure if you're listening to this, go. And I saw you, it's on your Instagram, right? That's where people can go and watch yeah. the videos and see more about what the- Yeah,
1: or they can Google sevenfigureflipped.com and they'll have a redirect page with all the video, all the women that I interviewed. So I interviewed seven women in different industry, different businesses, for them to share their own story and what does it mean for them to run a successful business? And is this part of what's
0: going to go into the book as well?
1: No, 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 no. No, my book is already written. It's no, a friend of mine is writing a book around, you know, all the manipulative techniques that people use um yeah to so yeah so yes i'm not writing a book about this a friend of mine is i'm not okay
0: yes yeah that's what i was wondering whether that was yeah. part of the process for you to get that information to to help her but at the same time i'm just excited that that kind of book is coming out maybe what you can share from your experience that happened to you what was it that you think made you go oh yeah i can do that even though you're mm. an educated intelligent woman What Mm. tactics do you think they used to get you over the line? Because it was a significant investment as well. Yes, it was a big
1: investment. So basically what I think is really powerful is when you use great techniques that can be healing you, such as NLP. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So those are beautiful techniques to heal you, but when they use in a selling conversation, they can be truly manipulative and then it's really hard to get out of it. And so I think those way of selling, which I call unethical, and I actually created a course, like it was a blessing for me, this experience, because in the end, I created a course called Intuitive Selling to call out all the kind of sleazy, manipulative technique. But I think I went down the the funnel and the, and a sales call, which was truly manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I let myself, in that like I take full responsibility of that like I I was manipulated but you know it takes two person to to be on that so I totally gets I take my own responsibility I'm all about radical acceptance and responsibility so I take my own responsibility but I'm also conscious that I was a bit manipulative it's like manipulated it's like talking you what do you need what do you want and then using some of what you said to kind of manipulate you and making you feel like if you're not signing up to this, you will be less off, you would be missing out on something, you would be, um, you know, kind of burning your success mm-hmm. from the get go. It's just very manipulative. So, I always take the counteract in the conversation, the selling conversation I have with my client, like giving them the power basically, yes, and not creating any codependency any kind of dreamy space where they can be like this is just not possible to promise to anyone Mm -hmm. that they'll be in seven figure in a few months and whoever is doing that they're manipulating you because it's impossible to promise that and as I've shared with you Em, it's like I had over hundreds of clients that I supported and only one Mm. went to seven figure after a year and now they're growing way beyond like they've reached 10 million in their second and a half years but they are a startup they are unicorn right they call unicorn for a reason yes and it's not a lot of results.
0: us exactly
1: a lot of us are elephant yes and we are you know elephant which goes slow sustainable and that's okay slow pace and we learn and it's actually beautiful to take your time and smell the flower. You don't, we don't have to all strive to be unicorn. Otherwise we're not unicorn anymore.
0: And I think what you've just said is really important to note that you've helped someone to reach seven figures and beyond that. And a lot of what then happens is you'd use that as marketing to be like, this is what I can help you do, right? That, that No happens. way. I will never do that. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. There is people that would. Yeah. Yeah, And yet it's not typical results. And there's no way that anyone who has helped someone scale a business would think that if they can get one person to do it, they can get anyone to do it.
1: Exactly. And what I'm calling out in the industry is a lot of them don't even, they may use some example of clients, but often they use their own business example, which then is creating this pyramid scheme, which Mm -hmm. is like you grew your business to that level because you had little army under you feeding you to grow to that level and then you're telling to everyone come and join me because this is what I made so you have like the two side as you said one side which is taking one isolated example and using that as like this is what I can help you do no it was one case out of hundreds yes so no freaking way you will never hear me do that and if one day I do that and please call me out and then the second one is when they use their own story Mm-hmm. with their own privilege, with their own situation. we never know where the money is coming and what's the true, you know, profit in that and what the true cash flow and how they created it. And what are the revenue streams that create that mm. to be to that level? And then it's just, and this is more for the second scheme that I fell off. Like someone who actually, you know, was like, this is what I created and you can create the same thing. And I fell for it. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Because you're okay. human and you yeah. are going, you're going to, strive for you know your values which might be freedom or and that's what they're they're selling into and it is manipulative for someone who doesn't know how to spot manipulation though where do you go to learn i I mean i feel like i learned a lot through studying nlp through studying hypnosis and seeing it everywhere and i think i've always had a nature of questioning everything Mm. my whole life and i feel like that's just part of who i am but If you don't know how to spot it and you're easily led, where on earth do you start to understand when you're being manipulated in this way? Yes.
1: So now what I do is I go down the rabbit hole of researching about that person. And my favorite place to start is LinkedIn. Yes. So I research about this person on LinkedIn. I look who she's connected with or who he is connected with. I reach out to people. Highly likely you're connected with someone who is connected with someone. I reach out. I ask some questions. I do way dig, 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 dig uh, due diligence. So go and do your due diligence like you will before working with an, with a financial advisor mm-hmm. before. So go and do the due diligence. And reach out to people you trust and ask them for their point of view. Then knowing that some of them, because this is what happened to me last time, may be manipulated without knowing they're manipulated. So doing your own research and asking your trusted people and asking many of them, because mm-hmm. in the lot, some of them are still manipulated. So it's great to have like different sounding board and, and sharing transparently and openly with them. Making sure they have no affiliation and all that. So then they're really transparent as well in their feedback. And after you've done this due diligence, this research, connect with your intuition, because lately I was looking for someone to help me um, around developing a TEDx talk. Oh, my gosh. As I share that, I'm like, okay, so are you doing a TEDx talk? I am looking to do a TEDx talk. This so is exciting. Yes, for yes. me, I'm voicing it now. I'm like, sort. yeah, it's happening. It's so, manifesting already. Yeah. So basically, I was looking for someone to help me craft that and to help me, you know, find my bold idea and you know, put the best chance on my side to potentially do that in the next year. So every time I surround myself when I want to write a book, when all of that, I surround myself with the right mentor to do that. And the thing is, in that industry as well, you have a lot of people who are ego-driven and not really grounding in reality what they've done, what they are. And one person reached out and I had like, you know, this taste in my mouth and my intuition starting to, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to, you've been burnt before. So maybe it's just Mm -hmm. fear of being burnt again. So just do your research, reach out to people. And then I convey that my intuition was right based on the conversation I had. And then I reconnected with my intuition. So go with research and intuition again go with the data and the intuition it's not one or the other because unfortunately your intuition may be flawed through the manipulation techniques and then you don't know if it's your intuition or your ego talking so go back and and really tune in at the same time as doing the research that's what Uh, I would recommend
0: and that's what I was going to ask you about next as well so I love how we've segued into that piece about your intuition and how to lean into it, because it's one thing that I've had issues with myself is knowing the difference between when it's my intuition telling me no, or if it's my fear telling me no, or if it's some external societal factor that's telling me no, like I shouldn't do that. And I've had to learn particularly in the last six, seven years since starting my business more about intuitively led decisions, which I feel like it's not so natural for us anymore. Is it? Is it kind of like beaten out of us in childhood? Is that what mm. happens? Because I'm sure you have women come to you that are like, I don't know what my intuition is. I remember thinking when I was in high school and I was the kind of girl that would go from boyfriend to boyfriend and there was shame around it and there was all of this, but I was just so, I, I had issues with my father. So I was looking for love. Like there's a whole story behind that, but I would tell myself, do not listen to your heart, Emily. Listen mm-hmm. to your head because your heart is just getting you hurt. Mm-hmm. So I, I basically ignored anything below the neck and I was like, listen to your head only. And I remember, I, she must have written in my, in my diary or something for me to remember that I used to tell myself that because I've had to unlearn that and go, no, your body is telling you something. Like listen to it, don't ignore it. So I feel like I've just gone around in a circle, but is do you think that it is something from childhood where we're kind of like society has stopped us from listening to our intuition?
1: Yeah. So for me in childhood it was very nurtured. I come from a family
0: of healers in the
1: south of France. It was always listen to your body, listen to your heart. What is your inner voice telling you? You know, all those kind of like the whispers, all those kind of things, your spirit guide. So I grew up in this family. Yes. And so it was very nurtured. But then I arrived in a fast-paced environment, strategy consulting in Paris, and it was like rational get, decision. Yeah. And my the the partner of the firm at the time were like Leticia, you use too much of your emotional intelligence at the time, emotional intelligence and intuition, which is now, you know, what you need to use. You need to be more in the rational and the political. So it was still there, but I was tuning it down. Does that make sense? Until I burnt out. And then I was like, okay, I really need to reconnect to my intuition. I need to be who I'm meant to be. And so my intuition is now way louder than it was before. Mm -hmm. Yet in some moments, It is important to make the space for your intuition to be expressed. So if you have any doubt at some point, you're like, is it my intuition? Is it my ego? Is it the fear? Is it the growth? Is it la la la? Just sit down. And I describe an exercise in my book, but just sit down, make space and put your hand on your heart and really feel inward. And for some of us, it may be a little heart expansion, a little of movement forward. It's like a body, yes. For some of us, it's a tingle on our crown. For some of us, it's, you know, the goosebumps. For some of us, it's this taste on your mouth, as I described before. For some of us, it comes as a vision or a sound. Just see how it expresses itself and mm-hmm. then nurture it and it will grow and it will grow and it will grow. And then you can start really listening to it. It's really a muscle. That you need to retrain. And in our society, we've been too often told to think with our brain and look at the data and be rational. And as I told you, I was a general manager in AI, data analytics, commercialization, and all of that for Telstra. So, yes, I know the power of data. Mm -hmm. Yet, there is something you will never find in the data. And in any other external tool is what you truly want to do and what your intuition is really wanted you to do. So connecting with that. So making space and going through little exercises to connect with your inner compass. And I love for any woman to reconnect with that or any man listening to the podcast. We are all intuitive beings. This is one of my true conviction. It's like, we are all intuitive. We just need to reconnect with that. And as child, we were like my my children, they're always like, telling me what they want to do they're very clear about this and when it's truly your intuition telling you no one can talk you out of it if that makes sense whereas if it's your ego if it's the fear and so on we may be able to talk you out of it Mm -hmm. whereas when it's truly intuitive it doesn't make sense for anyone else but you and that's when it's like no i'm not moving i'm so grounded i have this mm, feeling that's what i'm going to do it doesn't make sense for you but i don't care this is what I'm doing.
0: Yes I know exactly what you mean and I get like a gut feeling it's Mm -hmm. like a strong almost like pulls my body forward for a yes and pulls my body back for a no no. but it's from like my sacral area and how I discovered that was through a few things first of all human design um, helped me to kind of I always thought astrology was a bunch of bullshit, to be honest, growing up. And I think that was because I looked at, you know, just the 12, just the 12 um, star signs and you'd see them in Mm -hmm. magazines and they would be so broad and so crazy that it's just like, okay, whatever. Like when I looked at human design, it started to open me up to new possibilities. And I'm a manifesting generator with a a sacral um, energy. Yeah sacral what do you call it gosh I do know this but anyway you know what I mean sacral um it's like a a decision making center and so Mm -hmm. I know it's a yes or a no from my sacral and as soon as I started tuning into that and I think actually what you mentioned about this activity it's almost like an observation you just need to observe it but we're so caught up thinking overthinking and analyzing rather than just observing yes and in the same self-inquiry time- is
1: essential in those moments. It's really going inward and just being curious about your body and how it reacts, and and really not outsourcing to anyone else your decision-making process. We have all different ways to say yes or no, and it's really tuning in and start with small decision. You know, maybe don't start with okay, I'm going to buy this house, so I'm going to write a book, or you know, which are example or my life now, it's like, okay, this is how it feels right, or I'm going to write a book, or I'm going to launch a business. Maybe start with a little thing like what what do you feel like doing tonight or tomorrow, or what feels right for you in terms of a relationship, really starting with smaller steps.
0: Mm. And you mentioned before your book. So have you got a book with activities on intuition?
1: Yes. So my book is called Light It, How to Trust Your Intuition and Build a Thriving Business, and it's actually – helping everyone to reconnect with their own intuition and how it is expressed for themselves and mm-hmm. how to work backwards from the vision they have for themselves, for their own life, for their own successful business, and working backwards from that vision, mm-hmm. honoring their own path and not anyone else's path. I truly believe that in business, there is no blueprint. There is no secret. Otherwise, we'll all be successful business owner. Mm-hmm. So who found the secret blueprint. So you are actually the secret blueprint. You are the person who can grow your business by honoring your intuition and your own strategy and your own way to grow it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's inside, you have some exercises, you have uh, some really key stories to help you discover and unravel your intuition. And I guide you through some meditation and things like that to really reconnect with this little voice that's for a long time you told to shut up.
0: Yeah. Yes. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for people to check that out. Bit of an interesting question that came up for me when you were sharing that is, do you think that the, the gurus that manipulate, do you think they're following their intuition to that point? Or do you think they're following their, is it possible that they're following their intuition or could it only be ego-based? How on earth does someone get to a point where they feel like it's okay <laughs> to do that?
1: So for me, intuition is in alignment with your higher self. And the higher self always wants a greater good. So for me, the straight answer that I have is no. Maybe they think they are following their intuition, mm-hmm. but I truly believe that our intuition is connected to source. And I truly believe that source is for the greater good. And if it's for the greater good, you're not making anyone feel less off. You're not manipulating anyone. You're treating everyone as the sacred CEO, as I love to call any entrepreneurs that I support. And so... Everyone has their own authority, their own knowing, and we never, ever manipulate and take that away from anyone. So if you really act from alignment with your intuition, with your higher self, with source, God, whatever is your belief, Mm. then you are an action for the greater good, an actor for the greater good in the material realm. And I truly believe that if you're not doing that, then you're negating your intuition. So you're not leading from an eco-centric perspective, but more from an egocentric perspective. And that's okay. You can just learn and correct have mm-hmm. self-compassion. And we all have blind spots. Mm-hmm. We all have moments where actually our ego is driving us. And I thrive to always learn and shine the light on where my ego is driving me to make sure that it's my eco way of being that is driving me something that is ecological and for the greater good.
0: And I love that you've brought that up because if I think about my own journey, yeah. I have had points not that long ago, really, that I was pushing for seven figures. And I was like, I'm just going to announce it to the world that I'm going to be at seven figures by this particular date. And then it was like, everything was about that. Um, I have had points where I have used in my own marketing like what we've spoken about to a degree where it's like, I've helped this person make this much money or I've made this much money. Let me show you how that kind of thing. And eventually, you know, I've got to the point where I've gone, Oh, that actually didn't feel good. It often doesn't actually work out because it's clearly not in alignment. And I remember the day that I announced to my audience, I'm not going for seven figures anymore. Like Mm -hmm. that, that goal what was it actually congruent with not with my actual values yeah and so i'm revisiting that and really interestingly when i shifted that and let go of it was when the current business model that i have came into place which is likely a seven figure business model but it's not come from a place of yeah needing to be there and needing to be able to say i'm a seven figure business owner so i love that you brought that up because it's so important not to judge yourself if you've fallen into that yeah ego driven you know goals because we are human right we're going to have we have ego of course
1: and you know it's just you also see that this is working for others because Mm -hmm. what is what it's doing is is like the seven figure thing is feeding someone else's ego so when I fell into the trap of someone selling me a seven figure vision and me Mm -hmm. being like oh that's the vision i want i'm going to buy your service for a crazy price point and i'm going to get there by actually just paying your service for this crazy price point so that you can get to your seven figure but it's just you know this kind of moment my ego was served by that mm-hmm. and their ego was served by that so it was just mm-hmm. an ego ego cycle feeding the ego exactly and now it's about how do we bring the echo feeding the echo how are we making sure that we go back to what is truly important and mm. you've mentioned it the congruency with our value my value are impact community mm. sustainability so it's like i go back to that and every time i see someone sharing about the seven figure now i call them out whoever they are like a few mm. weeks ago was it weeks ago or months ago it was months ago i think i called out amy porterfield and sorry if anyone here loves amy porterfield I've never bought any of her courses or anything, but she was doing like this real being in front of her laptop and ching, ching, 24 hours later, you make seven figure. I'm like, seriously, Yeah. Yes. we are course creator. We know it's not chick ching
0: mm. you know,
1: seven yes. months later, five hours later, 10 days later, a year later, whatever they tell you, it's like, there is nothing like overnight success and whoever is telling you that red flag.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I love that. I love um, that you've taken on Amy Porterfield and called that out. I've only, I've done it once. Um, Queen of confidence. Oh, what's her, what is her name? Erica. Yeah. Erica, Queen of Erica Kramer um, with something that she shared as well. And she actually responded and responded with a lot of gratitude. And I really respected that. But I also think that we can call people out respectfully as well and and open up conversation because I do think sometimes things are shared in a way to trigger a response including a response where someone might be calling them out because so much is up to interpretation right we can Mm. interpret something to sound like you know you're saying you can make x amount which they kind of are, but they're also kind of not, which I kind of feel like is a little bit manipulative in the fact that it's the, yeah. the gray area. You could interpret it this way or you could interpret it that way. But my intention is to get your attention by getting you to interpret it this way. Exactly. And, and then when you do try and call it out, they're kind of like, oh, that's not what I meant. That's not the full picture. I can't give the whole thing in one reel or whatever it is, you know? Um, but I know Erica, was her response, I felt a lot of um, respect for the way that she responded to that. So if, if you're creating content, what do you do to grab attention? So if we're not talking about, I can help you make this much money. And what do we talk about? I mean, I have ideas, but I'd love to hear your ideas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for me, really, I grab attention with my true voice and my true authenticity and my, you know, way of being who I am and rolling out what's happening and what's working so personally I love to do content that is truly educating people yeah so it's not necessarily about showcasing my lifestyle and doing wealth thinking and so people don't know my lifestyle don't know you know that I'm actually having a beautiful life and you know they don't need to know that they don't need to know the car drives. they don't need to know the suburb I live in they don't need to know you know, what I am eating for lunch and breakfast and things like that. This is well signaling. I'm a white woman with a lot of privilege Mm -hmm. and educated and all of that. So I walk away from all of that content, but I do education content. So I grab attention with talking about strategy, for instance. So right now I'm all about the strategy and how it is essential to have a strategy in business. And you know, I'm like, yes, some people say you don't need a plan. Okay. You can go and follow them. But I am telling you you need a freaking plan. If you don't have a plan, you're going to follow someone else's plan and you're going to follow someone else's vision, Da da da. Then educating them about trends. What is happening in the industry? What is really important, you know, to do this and that? And if you want to leverage funds, like, is it really a time to, you know, Go and speak to VC when actually the cost of cash is really high. No, it's not. So really doing education content about intuition, about the cycle of the moon and how you it apply to business, Ayurveda, all of those kind of things. So really serving yes. and giving and being generous around educating people, mm-hmm. along with sharing my clients' voice. I am huge on showcasing my clients. But not to say, Leticia helped me do this and that. No, to say what they're doing, how they're impacting, how they're impacting their own community, shining the light on them, but not shining the light on them to them, shine it on me, like really shining it on them. Um, what type of content do I do? Podcast, of course, I, I uh, showcase my podcast where it's all about education as well. I think I do I do vulnerable posts as well. So I share you know, those kind of moments of, fucked up as I call them you know mm-hmm. fuck I invested in this it was not a good idea or uh fact, it's really hard right now it's going to be school holiday for two and a half months I'm not going to enjoy that being alone with two young kids and uh my husband working so it's it's not going to be joyful and I'm going to share about this mm-hmm. so relatable authentic vulnerable content is something that I love to use yes but I'm not going to shout out from the rooftop you know yeah. I had oyster and caviar and I flew first class thanks to my Qantas point, which that is <laughs> not true, by the way. Uh, but just in case, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah. Yes, I love that. So there's so much like if you think about everything you just said, there is actually a lot of content that you can yeah. share. That's not about how much money you make or how much money you help one no. client make. And an interesting point you made that I want to highlight was that when you share from your clients it's not about you know the the full blown testimonial i you know there's places for that i'm sure but it's not just about that because their success is not completely up to you you no. might be a piece in the puzzle and i see this all the time i have been that client that has been used as an example to say look how successful this launch was and they use me as an example of their client success but actually what i used was not theirs I yeah. did my own thing, but because I was in their program at the time, they were like, look at one of our members' successful launches. And I'm like, I didn't use any of your process. Yeah. But of course, what they said wasn't a lie. They said, look at, you know, one of our members' successful launches, but they were kind of taking credit for the fact yeah. that I had had a successful launch when really it had nothing to do with what I'd learned from them. So, and this is where we go back to consent-based marketing, right? It's
1: like we have consent around you go on this sales call and you may be manipulated or not Mm -hmm. in my way of selling. It's all consensual. Like I'm not going to manipulate anyone. I'm not taking their authority away. It's the same thing with testimonial. If you use someone else's case study, you need to ask them for permission. You need to ask them for like, how do you feel about this? Can you approve it? Or can you submit something to me? Because I would love to showcase you. And then it's like, there is beautiful ethical way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know there was this question in my group a few months ago, being like, oh, Leticia, you're calling out you know, testimonials, so what does it mean? Because then we cannot, I'm like, I'm making testimonial, but the way I'm doing it, it's like, I am asking them to provide the case study. I am asking them to approve everything we've written, and we make sure that it's not, thanks to the guru, Leticia, on we did this. No, it's overall, overall, as a business owner, this is what you're doing, this is how you're impacting people, and these are the strategies you've used to get there. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like a 1% out of the 99% of the magic.
0: And it also means, you know, like you're not responsible for other people's results. They are responsible and that empowers them to be responsible and not reliant on someone else to tell them what to do and how to do it. And long-term, that's going to be better for anyone sustainably.
1: Exactly. And this is where, I don't know if we talked about this the other day when we were sharing around AI and all of that and our joint passion, but for me, my goal is to be redundant Mm -hmm. And I've managed to do that in my previous role in corporate, like making myself redundant is so good. Mm -hmm. It's then, you know, the thing can run and everyone can run their business, can thrive, can grow without Mm -hmm. me being there in the driver's seat. It's how can you make yourself redundant rather than, and this is where you're ecocentric rather than egocentric because it doesn't rely on you. It relies on everyone else.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, AI is just one of the many tools that can can help with that. So, Letitia, before we finish up, I'd love for you to share a little bit about where people can connect with you and maybe what you've got coming up in the new year in case it's something they might be interested in.
1: Sure. So as you're listening to this podcast, you can head over to the Essential Shift podcast if you want to hear more about my uh, jam, my voice and what I do. And uh, then on Instagram, I am at essential.shift. Mm-hmm. I am the one answering the DM and all of that. So you can DM me. I don't, I haven't outsourced this to anyone yet. I may, I tried the many chat, but I felt it was not authentic. So yeah, I'm no, doing not. it. Uh, <laughs> so that's me. Otherwise, if you're more a LinkedIn person, I am Laetitia Andrak on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'll put and the in links
0: the, in the show notes. So yeah, sure. Avoid and having me, fun spelling it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. Um And uh, then in the new year, um, I am launching again one of my key courses, which is called uh, Business Accelerator, which is actually teaching you the six key foundation you need in business. So it's like the true foundation, you know, like the foundation. We were taught in business school when I was in business school in one of the best business school. We taught entrepreneurs when I was in Murudy, which was our Telstra incubator, I taught many entrepreneurs. It's like the true six pillar you need for your business to be set up with the right foundations so that you can build a house on top of it. So nothing like shiny dancing on a real kind of thing. No, it's really... And sorry, maybe you love dancing on a real M, um, but it's like the I real do, but the foundations traditions.
0: are more important than dancing on a real 100%. <laughs>
1: it's like the six core foundation for your business. And so I teach that in a, in a six weeks live training and they have like access to pre-recorded um, workbook, worksheet, Excel spreadsheet and all that. So that's my new year thing. Otherwise, anytime they can buy my book and listen to my book on audiobook or whatever if they want to trust their intuition again
0: amazing thank you so much I'll make sure thank there's you. links in the show notes to all of these so that people can connect and I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come in and share and have this chat with me again should have just recorded our first chat right yeah we didn't know where it was going to go it was like meant to be 20 minutes ended up being 45 um, and here we are probably a little bit over time as well but this is what happens when you find like energies <laughs> oh I loved it thank you so much M for having me Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. That was an awesome way to finish 2023 in unstoppable marketing and mindset. Please make sure you go to the show notes and connect with Leticia. Go and find her book there, her Instagram, and go and connect with her. Also, a reminder that the Biz Revolution doors open in mid January. So, if you're not already on the waitlist and you are wanting to connect with powerhouse women and to have affordable education, community, and coaching, get on the waitlist ASAP and I'll see you in the new year. Peace out. I'm MG.